morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are listening to me, I say welcome. In Japanese, we say yokoso. In Swahili, we say jambo. So I want to welcome you all to the space. This is Brother, the Faces of Inspiration, the podcast. I'm your host and creator of this project. My name is Darrell Morgan, and thank you guys for tuning in. If you are a loyal follower, I appreciate this so much. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome, 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 and you are in for a treat today. So today is episode four, and the topic is support systems, and today's theme is who are the pillars holding your foundation together? Y'all want me to say that again? I know y'all tend to like when I repeat myself. Because a lot of the things I say, I know it hits nerves. So the uh, theme today is support systems. But the title is, Who are the pillars holding your foundation together? And I know for a lot of people, support systems are extremely important. And they can come in so many different variations and so many different forms. Uh, one of those being friends, one of those being family, um, co-workers, um, depending on the type of social circles that you're into. Um, you know, th there's so many ways to categorize uh, support systems or really peel back your life a little bit and just figure out, you know, who's really in my corner when I need them the most? And how do they show up for me and how do I show up for them? And in what ways, you know, are they holding me down? What ways are they a part of my foundation and making sure that my well-being is always, always on point and vice versa, right? Because it's one thing to have a complete social circle where everybody's feeding into everybody, um, but it's a very imbalanced and almost selfish act when a support system is structured just to the needs of one person. And that can be pretty toxic and pretty harmful for everybody involved other than the person benefiting the, from the rewards of that support system. And I, I want you guys to just take a second, right? Like when you think about when you're going through things, who's a part of your support system? Like who do you count on? Who do you depend on? And know that whether it is two in the afternoon or three in the morning, you can call them and, you know, ask a question or, uh, voice an opinion or ask a different perspective, you know, and not get the answer that you want to hear, but get the answer that you need to hear because you're presenting a, a problem ultimately. And thus far you're searching for a solution. Um, you know, so really think about that. You know, what, what does, what does your support systems uh, look like in, in your life? So the first question I want to kind of dive into is, and what areas are you lacking support? Mm. Oh, I, wait, I need to get my tea for that one because I know that's going to hit a nerve. Hmm, right? And what areas are you lacking support? Are you lacking support spiritually? Are you lacking support emotionally? Are you lacking support in regards to your goals and your task and where you're going in your life, your alignment, right? You know, where are you truly lacking support? And when you think about the areas that you're lacking support, why are they lacking, right? So for example, um, me relocating to Atlanta from New York was a huge 
culture shock for me as a beauty photographer and a makeup artist because this market is completely different from what I'm used to in New York, right? Um, in New York, I have access to top agencies, um, different, uh, how can I put this, different girls from different ethnicities, same with the guys, um, to where being down here, it's not that uh, diverse, right? It's not a, a melting pot like New York would be. So that that's an area in which I like the support, right? How can I further a career as a beauty artist and I'm having hard times getting a variety of people to work with, right? So that can be one uh, area um, in my life where I look at, you know, where I'm lacking support, um, at least for me. Um, your definition career-wise could be different. I'm just speaking um, from my experiences. Uh, another one for me that I've noticed being down here, my family is in here, right? So I'm here by myself. I have no kinfolk, <laughs> as we like to say here in Atlanta. So I have to, you know, make friends, you know, from associates to friends to, you know, business partners or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I have to, I had to really kind of weed out who was there and who was going to have my best interest at hand and pour into me as I poured into them. And in today's society, that's that's really, really hard. It's not easy. Um, I'm, I'm gonna sip on that because I know a lot of y'all raise your eyebrows on that one. Because society has changed so much where you're coming across a lot of people who are very self-centered. Uh, I'm just gonna call a spade a spade extremely self-centered and will only put themselves themselves in spaces that benefit them and i don't know about y'all but that's a very toxic environment it's a very toxic experience i've been there plenty of times in my life and i'm able to recognize it right away um so yeah like what in what areas are you guys lacking support i know for a lot of people listening to this Family is probably the number one thing. Um, I can remember back when I changed, I've changed career paths so many times. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to be a U.S. Marshal. I wanted to be a Marine biologist. I wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, it, it just kept changing and changing and changing. And I wanted to be a chef. And then when I finally figured it out, I'll never forget it. I was in college. I was studying business marketing. And I was working for The Gap on Fifth Avenue in New York. And I was doing an overnight. And at the time, America's Next Top Model was like the reality TV show to watch. And I was always fascinated with the creative process, how Jay Manuel, you know, came up with these concepts and worked with the makeup artist, um, Sutan in particular, who I idolize. Um, a lot of you may know him as Raja if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, but those were people who I like really gravitated towards. And I remember looking at a picture in the gap when we were doing overnight, and I was like, I wonder what it took to make this image. And I was always fascinated with photography. At the time, I think I was, ooh, yeah, I was a freshman in college, actually. And I had just finished working. I'm going to tell my age by saying this door. I had just finished working at Circus City. <laughs> and I just so happened to work in the camera department. So I knew, you know, a lot about cameras. Um, and my first camera was a Sony A100. And with my college refund check, I brought that camera. And I started taking pictures. And for me, it was hard because even watching Top Model, you know, I didn't see black beauty photographers. I didn't even know 
anything about the beauty industry at the time. And I had to be no older than 2021. So all of this was like extremely, extremely new to me. And when I explained it to my family, you know, it was just kind of like, well, what are you going to do with college? And you have, you know, financial aid and you're not paying for anything. And, you know, why are you not choosing that as an option? And for me, I, college just felt like high school all over again. And I hated high school, like with a passion. And I went to a community college. I won't say the name because I don't want to discredit anybody seeking higher education. <laughs> However, that was just not my journey. It was not my path. It was something that just didn't fulfill me. And it made me very uneasy because it almost put me in a place of trauma. Like high school was very traumatic for me and I didn't want to relive that, nor did I want to pay to be exposed to more trauma. Like it was just pointless to me. And for a long time, my family didn't understand, you know, what it was to um, when I stopped doing photography and I got into makeup and I started working at Sephora. And then when I went to Mac and I started doing test shoots, you know, my family didn't understand the concept of, hey, you're doing makeup, but they're not paying you. Like, how does that work? And I'm like, Ma, well, you know, you it's about team building and people seeing my work ethic and how I am on set and how versatile I am in, in exchange. I get pictures for my book. They get pictures for their book. So for a long time, they did not understand that until they started seeing my work until they started seeing the gigs that I was getting later down the line once I had my website up and I know how to email people and introduce myself and pitch and things of that nature. So all of those um, free gigs per se, which I still don't think were free, they paid me in other ways. It just wasn't a financial payment. They paid off in the long run. And to this day, they're still paying off. And I try my best to manage and have creative days where I just, you know, create concepts you know, for my book, just to play around and, and experiment. Cause you always want to grow. You always want to develop because a muscle not used is a muscle that doesn't develop. That that's copywritten. That's mine. So don't take that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I do my best to keep those, those, uh, energies, you know, active. And, you know, now my family understands how important entrepreneurship is to me and how much, I love it. You know, it, it's had its ups and it definitely has its downs. Working for yourself as a freelancer is not easy. And I think a lot of times people just see the success. They don't see the nights where I wasn't eating because I just had to spend money on getting a flight that I would have to wait a week for to get reimbursed. Or I was putting things in my kit, buying brushes, camera lenses. Um, you know, one of my lenses that I use a lot is $1,400. You know, that's somebody's rent. So it, it took a lot of sacrifices and it's still taking sacrifices, but for a lot of people, you just see the success and you don't see the failures. So for quite some time, I was lacking support from my family career-wise because everyone was the typical nine to five, you know, get your 401k, retire, you know, that was just programmed into them because that's what they were taught. And here I am and my brother and my cousin where, you know, we had these entrepreneurial ideas and we're actually in the process of pursuing that so you know just think about that question again in what areas are you lacking support and why you know have you sat down and had conversations with these people who you thought were your support system and really explained you know your needs and why maybe their opinion is valuable and their support is necessary and then you know depending on that conversation and that interaction rethink that person should they be a part ultimately of the, the foundation holding you up together. And in exchange for that, right, because we don't want this to be a one-way support system, 
how are you supporting others? Think about that. Like, if you only reach out to people when you need something, how do you feel like that makes the other person feel? You know, can they call you and get the same thing in exchange, the same energy, the same attention to detail, the same dedication, the same passion, you know? Because who wants to be in a one-way relationship? Think about that. And when I say the word relationship, I'm not talking about an intimate relationship. I'm talking about a connection with another human being, with another homo sapien, right? With another person, right? Someone that may look like you, come from where you come from, or may not. But what does that look like? Being in a one-way situation. It's not, it's not a good feeling at all. It's not. So yes, you know, you can reevaluate how you're lacking support, but what are you providing others? You know, if you have a friend that has a business, have you shared their content? Have you shared their website? Are you giving them referrals? Are you purchasing from them? You know, if it's something that's tangible, uh, like a product per se, uh, excuse me, I'm just going to sip my raspberry tea. Y'all know this is a part of the process. But really think about, you know, are you showing up for others the way that you want others to show up for you? And I think that that's really important, you know, in friendships and relationships and family ships, business partnerships. You know, how are you showing up? Are you really pulling your weight? So when someone comes to you and say, hey, I messed something up, you know, I, I really just might need some help for the next few weeks. Do you mind taking on a part of this workload or you know, helping me with the kids or, you know, whatever the scenario may be, how willing to give are you when someone calls? Hmm. Think about that. How willing are you to give when someone else calls, right? Where you, you're not necessarily benefiting or gaining anything, but you're returning support that was once given to you. How are you showing up? And then you can really say, okay, this is a balanced relationship. You know, such and such has, you know, um, fell down on hard times. They stayed with me for two weeks. You know, I helped them get an apartment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, last year, I was in the same predicament. They did the same thing. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, how one-sided or how balanced is your connection with your support systems? Because no one wants to be used, and every Superman can be affected by kryptonite. Does that make sense? Every, every Superman can be affected by kryptonite, which means the person that you're going to for support, if you're not putting into them, you ultimately become their kryptonite. Because where are you when they need strength? Where are you when they may need just a word of encouragement? How balanced is this support system? And is it equally yoked? Because it, it's really important. I can't ask for something from someone that I can't give to them in exchange if they were to ask me. I think that's a very one-sided and, and toxic space to, to kind of be in. So th think about that as you go through these uh, questions with me. And I hope that you guys are writing things down. Um, if you're getting ideas, um, if there are people that maybe you want to talk to about this or a relationship with someone in your support system you want to mend, you know, really, really use this podcast to think and connect the dots and think about the brighter picture and improve your life. You know, wellness to me is everything. It, it is everything. It has become a part of pretty much everything I do, how I eat, how I talk, how I think to myself. So, you know, I, I hope that you guys are really doing your homework 
with this podcast and the information and the topics that we're talking about to really see some form of change in your life. I don't care if it's just one thing that's evolved. I'd rather you have one thing evolved than nothing at all, because that means that this is is doing what it's supposed to do. And this is why I created the podcast. So the next thing I want to bring up is um, <laughs> this. This is an interesting one. Do you know who is in your support system? Like when you've peeled back the layers and you've realized who you give into, who gives into you is equally yoked. They're there. They're proving themselves. Do you know who those people are? Right. Because I think a lot of times when we get on hard times, you know, we're so used to asking for help in some scenarios and we don't give people credit when credit is due. And that can also burn out a relationship because, again, it's going back to that one sidedness. You know, that person is always there for you. And have you even had the common decency to say thank you or I appreciate that? Those two, those two words, those phrases, those, uh, I like to say greetings per se, those go a long way. You'll be surprised at how grateful and fulfilled people are when they do something for you and you just maybe shoot them a text. I appreciate what you did. Thank you for that. Hey, thank you for that $40. You know, I didn't have, I didn't get paid this week. I didn't need the gas to get to work. You know, I, I got you as soon as I get paid. I really, really appreciate that. That can go such a long way. Now, as long, because, <laughs> you know, money changes things. As long as you're giving those funds back, if you said borrow <laughs> and not can I have, those are two different things, but we'll get to that in another topic. But, you know, do you really, like I said, when you go through uh, point one and point two, can you really say, hey, this is my support system. I have a steady group of two people. I have a steady group of three people. You know, these are these are my rock. These are my core. Like, this is my, my support beams. This is it. Th these are the people. And, you know, I think that's something that you can always think about. I think that's something that can always, excuse me, I think that's something where people can always be added to. And it's definitely a space where people can be subtracted from because for those people who are also in your life that are seasonal, Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a moment of silence for that one. For those people in your life that are seasonal, do you know when their season is up and when it's time for you to subtract them because they're not serving the purpose in your support system? And it has nothing to do with you. You know, it, it may not even have anything to do with your personal growth. They may have just served their purpose and it's time for them to move on and not move on in a way where it's malicious or you know, animosity involved, but people grow apart. And I, I know, because <laughs> I'm trying to think, what is next? Uh, I know when we get to the topic of boundaries in the next episode, it, it's going to relate to to that. But knowing when the season for a person is over, that's okay. So always, always, always be in a space where you're reevaluating who's feeding into you and who you're feeding into, because that's the key with support systems. That, that's why they exist. That's why we have them. That's why we thrive as human beings. That's why we thrive in families and all of the aspects of life, because we have the support 
that we need. So like I said, when you go through point one and point two and you really narrowed it down, are you aware of the people that are in your support system and do you show them gratitude because of the things that they've done and how they've shown up in your life? Think about that. And what has support helped you with when that person has come to the rescue or been an ear for you to listen to? You know, what has that support given you? How have you felt about receiving that support or the lack there of support? And I know a lot of us are very uncomfortable when people tell us no, you know, but in a certain aspect, depending on the thing, it is everybody's life is different. Everybody's approach is different. No, and someone saying no, to me, is a form of support because there are some things that people just can't do for you. You have to do it on your own. And as painful as that might be, as lonely as that might be, as challenging as that might be, there are some things you have to face alone. No family, no friends, no significant other, no business partners, no managers, no employees, no mentees, no mentors, no role models, no one. You have to really go through that space, that experience, that obstacle with yourself, your higher power, if you believe in that, or whatever, you know, you look up to for higher uh, intellectual properties and spiritual connections and really just push through. Like, I mean, really, really just balls to walls and just grind it out. So what has support helped you with? You know, have you dealt with uh, substance abuse, right? I know a few people who deal with substance abuse and the support of their family has gotten them through that. I know a few people who deal with substance abuse and their families have not helped them through that because their families also deal with substance abuse. So that was a path that they had to deal with and go down on their own, right? So again, what has support helped you with? Has support been a pacifier for you? Where people are coming in and taking the bullets that you're dodging because you're afraid? Think about that because a lot of times it's easy to ask for help when we don't want to deal with our own problems. But it's also no one's responsibility to bear our burdens. Your burdens are assigned to you in your spirit when you, when your spirit chooses to connect to the realm that is earth and physically into the vessel that is your body. Your burdens are assigned to you. And it's technically no one's responsibility to deal with those burdens but yourself. So when you think about support, is it support? Or are you just afraid? Because pacifiers can be a good thing. Pacifiers can, you know, silence a crying baby. But do we really know the core of why the baby's crying? Do we really understand what that pacifier is doing? Or are we really taking time to see the needs of the baby? Because ultimately, internally, all of us are still our inner child, right? And... I don't need a pacifier. You know, I've seen the worst of the worst in my life and I've seen the best of the best, right? So why would I want someone to come into my space and deal with my challenges? Because all of my challenges, though painful, triggering, traumatic, devastating when you're in them, 
when you're when you escape that space that becomes a beautiful symbolic part of your DNA and your structure and ultimately your genetic makeup, the person that you are, the character that you are with or without support. So think about that. Like, are you really asking for support? Or are you really asking for someone to come in and just take your burdens because you're too fragile to deal with them when there, there really is a lesson in our challenges, in our obstacles, in our defeats, in our no's, because no's, especially for opportunities, just means not right now. You know, not this opportunity. When you when you think about it, so are we using support as a pacifier or are we using support to gain perspective? So uh, I just love being able to do this because it really Y'all can't see it, but I don't know if you believe in the thing. You can hear someone smiling. This this just really excites me because, you know, how many of us on a daily basis are struggling with these things? And they're very simple things, but we're so caught up. You know, we don't take the time to sit down and really think, you know, who's in my life and why are they there? And whose life am I, am I in and why am I there? Am I serving that person? Should I be serving that person? Should this person be serving me? You know, because life and love, and particularly love, it's it's an act of service. It's an act of service. And support is an act of service. It is one of the most carefree and loving gestures to me. This is just my personal perspective that you could ever give another person. You know, it's, it's free of charge, no taxes on it. You know, the IRS can't come for it. <laughs> you know, supporting people that you say that you love. You know, it's just really, it should feel rewarding because when they win, you win. And I just want everybody to win because there's so much winning out there and it's so easy to lose and it's so easy to give up. But it's time that we start giving ourselves our own trophies and putting them on the mantle and just keep adding and adding, adding until... We need more room for our own trophies that we give ourselves, not trophies that other people give us, but trophies that we give ourselves. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening and thinking with me and being vulnerable with me and being present with me in this moment. It, it truly means the world to me. And it, it reminds me that this podcast, um, this project is so much bigger than me. And I'm going to do this work until I can no longer do this work, even on days when I, I don't want to, because I didn't want to record today. I had a lot of things um, I needed to do, but I set up and, you know, we got it done and we're here and nothing is more rewarding than doing something even when you don't want to. So in that instance, I supported myself and it is definitely going to pay off. So I thank you guys so much for tuning in and you know i have to do it like i always do in japanese we say goodbye uh that is said matane in swahili you say goodbye as huahiri and i just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and until the next episode be safe be blessed be present i'll speak with you guys soon take care